inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thank you for joining. Do you play board games? Yes? No? Sometimes? What if I tell you that there is a new board game that will help you to learn speaking and pitching? Today, we will hear a very creative person who is bringing such a game to the world. After working in PR and communication, William Roy decided to embrace his passion for public speaking and coaching. After years of training, he finally launched his practice in France. He works with speakers from all around the world to help them deliver the best possible talk. As his NLP training kicked in, he finally modelized some of his coaching into a game called Pitch Cards. Hello, William. Hi there. How are you? I'm very fine, thank you. And I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, it's very exciting um, having you here, and I want to hear more about this uh, new board game, Pitch Cars. So I will ask you, first of all, tell me how you got involved in, in public speaking, because that's one of your passions, how, how you end up um, here. I was always amazed by the way some people were able to convince, lead, manage people through speaking and speaking eloquently and mm -hmm. being able to gather around the ideas and say, okay, team, let's do this. And I was working in PR and communication. And it was cool. It was really interesting. And when I was there, um, I've seen uh, politicians, uh, museum directors, mm -hmm. actors, artists, um, speaking in public and creating something amazing just with word and presence. And I was like, I need to get deeper in that. Mm -hmm. I need to search and understand how it works. And that's what the beginning of the world stuff, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, because as you mentioned, PR and communication, part of this uh, job, I guess, is the creative mm -hmm. and is, uh, it's the writing. But all only some of uh, the guys who work in that uh, go in the direction of uh, more oral communication speaking, right? And so you find this, that you like that, you were inspired to mm. go in that direction. It's also because there is a shift right now. Mm -hmm. um, few years back, if you wanted to be considered, considered sorry, as an expert, mm. you'd have to write a book uh, several um, academic um, publications and then you will give some specialized talks and right now uh, to be seen as an expert you have to speak in public you have to find gigs and speak as much as you can about your topic and at some point somebody will propose you to write a book or an academic paper so this shift is quite recent. It's quite new. I, let's say it started with uh, two or three years ago when the TED Talks uh, mm. kicked in on a global level. And now everybody wants to speak in public. And everybody see that 
public speaking is really powerful and sometimes even more than writing books. So that was the shift for me as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree what you say because also nowadays, if, if you like someone, imagine there is a follower of you, uh, William Roy, and they want to, to see videos, right? That's so common nowadays that everybody who, as you'd say, a thought leader, It's expected to to show videos from time to time, so it's mm. that that's why speaking is a must. Great. That's yeah. why also it's really important to become a better uh, a better speaker, because before, as public speaking wasn't wasn't that important, uh, I won't say that nobody cared, but at the same time, it wasn't that a bad deal a, a big of bad uh, a big uh, such a big deal if you weren't a good speaker right now if you aren't a, a good speaker um, you can't make your make your way onto something on onto a subject onto a niche onto a market you can't exist without a good public speaking skills mm-hmm. and that's why sometimes Being able to pitch, being able to um, to present your ideas and your product uh, the good way is uh, now considered as a basic of your professional uh, communication skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's correct, William. And now you you start mentioning this uh, this term that we haven't used so much. Uh, we 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 often talk here about speaking presentations, but the term. Pitching, we haven't mentioned it so much, so I will start asking you what is pitching or what is a pitch? How do you define it? Well, uh, okay, a pitch, if you are into the new, the movie industry, a pitch is a very short um, summary of a film. Mm-hmm. And if you are into entrepreneurship and business in general, a pitch is a short presentation of who you are, what you're doing, and what's your company or your project or your career. And this short way of presenting things uh, is really, really intense because the most common variation of the pitch is the elevator pitch, so the one-minute pitch. I've got between 30 seconds and one minute to present me, my ideas, my career, and I want to do it in a way uh, that can be retold after. Uh, I think it's uh, two weeks ago you had a, a guest on your podcast that oh, was yes. talking about retailability, and that's exactly what a pitch is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a short presentation that can be retold by anyone who heard it. So it's really, um, it's really a, a specific uh, public speaking uh, form because you have to go through several items like your business model, um, the problem and the solution you're facing, your, your, the problem you're facing and the solution you're bringing to this problem. Uh, the positive traction and the results you had, um, the need you might have right now, whether it's an investor, a partner, uh, an associate or a co-founder, you have also, uh, as well to present the name of your company and who you are because uh, public speaking 
business careers are all a matter of people and people want to know who you are. And that's really important to place into your pitch. So basically that's whole pitching thing. And now pitching is like, you've got the one minute pitch, the elevator pitch, and you've got the five minutes or pitch, which is quite common, at least in, in the UK, US and in France. I can't speak for the other places, but in UK, US and France, you've got the possibility to present your projects like your startup or your business in five minutes. And through the five minutes, you have to uh, be able to present the whole thing and to present it the best way and the simplest way possible. This way, everybody will be able to understand it. And afterwards, you have the investor pitch, which is like between 10 and 15 minutes, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're interested in it, you can check. Uh, there is um, a man called Guy Kawasaki. He's an investor and he, draft, uh, he created a draft for the perfect uh, structure of an um, investor pitch uh, in 10 slides. Okay, I've seen uh, that, yes. You can, you can create 10 slides. Uh, if you follow them, you will have a, a basic structure to structure your, your talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have seen that. Uh, Guy Kawasaki is uh, the 10 slides you need, I think, to pitch for, to an yeah, investor. Exactly. And yeah, it's a it's a great way to simplify because as you said, you don't have too much time. And even if you are given, let's say, 15 minutes, it's better that you speak less than that, that the main message comes um, uh, sooner, very early on your on your pitch. So, that, so in summarizing, pitch is um, a short way of presentation, a very compact way of presentation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's it. You... Um, a good pitch is a pitch that will be heard, memorized, and retold afterwards. A good pitch isn't for selling. It's for uh, creating ambassadors. Mm. So here again, we are into retailability. Yeah. Um, you have to create ambassadors, and you have to create people that will say at some point, okay, I can't help you, but I know some someone that will or that could and I will introduce you to him or her and to be able to reach that point you have to be uh, really thin synthetic uh, really clear mm -hmm. really straight to the point and leaving no gap into your reasoning or leaving no shadow into your your talking because otherwise you will have bad recommendation you know like you're into, I don't know, um, uh, for example, you're into meat business. You sell meat every day and you pitch your product and your, your business to someone and say, all right, I know some, someone for you. And he introduced you to a, ve a vegan person. <laughs> Got it you know, confused, that, yes. That, that, that could be to that extreme point. Yeah. Uh, of course, most of the time, it's just slightly on the side, like you're into IT and someone presents you I don't know, someone who creates a website. So it's tech stuff, but it's not the same tech. And <laughs> it's quite important to get straight to the point and be very clear. This way you will have the, the best network available to you really quickly. And that's what pitch is as well. It's a presentation tool, a networking tool 
and it's really important to be as much clear as you can, as clear as you can, sorry, because this way you will be able to create a nice network with you for you. Mm -hmm. Yes, I like what you said that um, pitching is not for selling, but it's for creating ambassadors, as people who will will get your story, will get your message, and will uh, retell it. You now, using this retellability that uh, we talked two weeks ago with Tim Pollard, that was also an excellent point. And yeah, I absolutely agree because at, at least in tech and technology, most of these ideas are difficult to to get at first. So that's the challenge of a, of a great pitch to to put the message simple and understandable to someone. Well, this is not for me, but my friend is the right person to introduce you. Exactly. And that's why you have to be the simple, uh, as simple as you can. I, I quite often say to my clients that the real experts are able to explain really complex things mm -hmm. really simply. And it, you don't have to be afraid of being simple because being simple mean, means that you are in perfect uh, mastery of your subject. Mm -hmm. And that's really important when you're pitching because it's so easy to hide yourself behind um, technical terms yeah. and specific vocabulary and whatever. Yeah, jargon. That's when you are clear and when you are just simple, everybody says, okay, he or she knows yeah. his or her stuff, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Now you... You have, I know you have seen a little bit what you have been doing. It's, it's on your on your website, and I know you have been um, pitching mostly for startups, as you mentioned, tech companies, and, and also as in teachers. Uh, tell me just a couple of, let's say, the, the top or most common mistakes that people make when they are creating the, the pitch. So, what usually goes wrong? The most common mistake is that they think people know about them and are interested about them. That's never the case. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's, it's a bit harshly presented that way, mm -hmm. harshly said. Yeah. But when you start to pitch by, by you know me, I'm oh. no one. <laughs> and... People are like, no, I don't know you. I don't know your project. And that's why I'm here. I want to understand you, to know you, to understand your project. So please introduce yourself and introduce your projects in a way I can understand it. So no, I don't know you. Nobody knows you. And up to a point, it's real. It's really the case. Nobody knows you and you have to be able to present your project to people that knows nothing about them. Nothing about your project and nothing about you. They're not, they are not here for you and you have to, uh, uh, to seduce them, to interest them, to give them uh, the opportunity to understand fully what you're doing and why you're doing it. And this is really important to understand when you're pitching. When you're pitching, you're not in, you're not in front of an audience that's here for you. You're in front of an agent that's here for some reason and you have the opportunity to interact with this audience. It's not the same setup as a normal public speaking thing. Mm -hmm. So you have to you have to be humble, 
and to accept the fact that sometimes people don't know about you and are not really interested in your project and you have to make the extra mile, the extra efforts to make your project interesting for them and understandable for them. And that's the most common basic mistake mm. on pitching. Okay. People think that we are interested. I'm not saying I'm not. Uh, I'm always interested in, pitch, in, in pitches I hear, but it's because it's my job and I love my job, so it's normal. But in the same time, uh, when you've got a, a startup ID or whatever, uh, you have to present the thing, the fact, the thing you're doing in a way that will speak to them and not the other way around. You, they don't have to reach you. You have to reach them. And this is the most common thing. This and uh, using negative terms, of course. Excuse me, you think? Uh, the two, for me, the two most common mistakes are first thinking that people are interested uh, in your project mm -hmm. and so they will make an effort to understand it. And the, the second one is using negative words or expressions. Or negative Such words. as, mm -hmm. I had this little idea. Your idea is an idea, it's not a little idea, you know. It's an idea, and you have to present it like that way. Because if it's a if it's a small idea, a little idea, people will say, "Yeah, I'm not here for little ideas. I'm here for big ideas." You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is really important to always be positive in your pitch and always show that you are doing things and not trying to do things. Mm -hmm. Yes, and always being proactive and showing that you are you are creating things, doing things, and not expecting things or uh, waiting for the right moment of the perfect opportunity mm -hmm. to. Of course, you are always waiting for, for something, but even then, you have, to, you have to show that you're acting in the same time, mm -hmm. and that's really important. So show, show that you are active. Show that you are fighting for what you believe is a good thing. Mm -hmm. All right. So these are some of the main um, main mistakes made on pitches. So let's now move to how you observing these mistakes make. Why did you decide to uh, to design a a board game? So tell us a bit of the the story of the, the board game. Um, first, it's more of a card game. Mm -hmm. than a board game. Okay. Maybe one day we'll do the, the real board game, but now it's a card game. Um, two years ago, no, uh, yeah, okay, two years ago, I was a Startup Weekend organizer. So Startup Weekend is really a nice event, and I encourage anyone hearing this, this podcast to attend one at least. Uh, it's really nice event, and we were doing a, a pre-event Uh, to help people train themselves on pitching. The problem is, when you go to a startup weekend, you often go with a project in mind that we, you want to present. And we didn't want it, uh, the project uh, people to be able to rehearse when not everybody was there, because that wasn't the point. So I've created a game with, mm -hmm. um, with cards that will... Uh, force them to pitch crazy ideas 
so this way they will be able to train themselves on uh, the um, the form of pitching and to get and this way they will be able to get rid of uh, their bad habits and to have feedback on how they speak in public but without actually presenting their their real uh, projects mm -hmm. so they had uh, one keyword uh, one constraint and two keywords the constraint could be i don't know you have to create a, a company into uh, data protection so they know that whatever uh, keywords they were picking they had to create something into data protection and after they picked two keywords so like i don't know bikini and shampoo and they had a few minutes to create a one minute pitch about uh, the wonderful idea, idea they had about uh, a data protection company that would help people, I don't know, protecting their bikini size and their shampoo consumption or whatever and create a business model and a value proposition and everything needed to pitch. This way, they were able to work on pitching without actually pitching the real project. Mm -hmm. And that was a hit. Uh, that worked pretty well. And after I lent the game to other facilitators, uh, startup weekend organizers and freelancers in creativity and public speaking. And every time it was cool because uh, on the go, we discovered that uh, by pitching something people didn't care about, uh, we were able to give them good feedback on the form. Mm -hmm. You're speaking too fast. You move your hands in a weird way. Uh, where are you looking when you're talking and so on? And this feedback were, weren't heard before because they were hearing, I don't like your project. When you are presenting, when you are pitching oh, yeah. your, your project and uh, someone says you're speaking too fast, uh, what you hear is, okay, he doesn't like the project. That's not what he, sh he, he said. He just said that you're speaking too fast. So that way we managed to get over the ego problem. <laughs> <laughs> and get really good results. And that was so much fun. Uh, and uh, I decided to keep using it on my public speaking training I was doing. Mm -hmm. And at some point, I, I saw that I was asking quite a, a lot of time the same questions uh, for, for the first meeting when I was training people. Uh, during the first one or two meetings, I was always asking, uh, I don't know, 40 or 50 questions that were coming back again and again and again. And these questions, um, at some point, I decided to create another card game uh, that everybody can have and ask themselves when they are preparing a public speaking um, or a, a discourse, a speech, or, uh, or even a pitch. And this is how we created Pitch Cards. Uh, it's right now on Kickstarter uh, because we want everybody in the world to have one, uh, one kit of Pitch Cards and be able to prepare really nicely um, uh, their pitch and public speaking occasions and their thoughts and whatever. So that's Pitch Cards. That's the meeting of uh, a creative way to train people on public speaking and the most commonly asked question that will that have the best um, the best impact on the people
you know, mm-hmm. when they are preparing a pitch, it's a, it's kind of a checklist, but m- much more fun than a checklist, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that uh, what you say, that the fact that uh, at least the ones who were originally trying your first, the first version of your car, they remove this, um, the project itself, the product, no, my, my big idea. I don't have to talk about my, my big idea to, to see how my pitching skills are going. You get feedback based on just pitching, I don't know, an apple, something silly mm-hmm. that is not related. Yeah, that's a definitely an interesting point. And tell me, this is still a, a big, a big part of, um, of how pitch cars are today? Yes, it is, because um, the fun part is the best part. (laughs) The method, the 54 questions that are asked are really important and are really effective. But in the same time, it's by having fun on on topics you don't care about, that you will create a nice experience. And this way, by creating this experience, you will be able to uh, to try new things, discover new things, listen to new things, because it's most commonly played with numerous people, with a number of people around you. And this way, you, you will have a lot of things, uh, a lot of data coming in, and after a while, you will say, okay, how can I ex- uh, use that on my real pitch, on my real career, on my real project? So the fun part is actually the, the most important part. <laughs> and, and that's why I believe uh, that uh, serious games are really essential for public speaking, but for any kind of training. And that's what... Pitch card is. It's a serious game. It's a seriously fun game, but it's a serious game. <laughs> a seriously fun game. And William, tell me, we have talked a lot about cases of uh, startups, but who in who else can benefit with, with pitch cards? Because in this podcast, we have a very wide audience. So tell me which other cases can benefit with pitch cards. Basically, Anybody preparing a public speaking occasion, preparing uh, a public speaking moment. Um, it depends on the, on the rules you are applying to the game. You can create small teams that will work together for half a day and create a six minute uh, speech about their uh, keywords and their constraints and present them at the end of the of the time, of the half day or of the day. This way, they will have to prepare a six-minute pitch, which is, which starts to, that starts to be quite a, a big presentation on on, uh, uh, on an unknown topic, you know? So, and if you are preparing, I don't know, a, a TED talk, you can use the method, so the questions, to trigger your reflection on how you can enhance your performance. Mm-hmm. How you can improve your talk, uh, whether it's its structure or your performance or your pitch craft. Uh, pitch craft is the eloquence, let's say. Uh, so everybody can enjoy pitch cards because it, even if the game is really designed to short presentation, you can create 
a context where you can use the game for longer presentation. And the questions have been uh, tried on several occasions. So elevator pitch, investor pitch, five-minute pitch, TED Talks. I've coached several people on TED Talks okay. uh, with the pitch cards. Uh, conferences, so over 30 minutes or over, over one hour. And even um, college uh, teaching. Mm -hmm. um, lectures, sorry. Uh, I lost my vocabulary for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even for university lectures, uh, it works. It works because most of the time, um, public speaking can be uh, improved by working on several key areas that we identified as uh, performance, pitchcraft, stagecraft, and structure. Performance is your showmanship. Pitchcraft is the way you use rhetorics and uh, the way you articulate your ideas. Stagecraft is the way you handle yourself on stage, your mic, your breath, uh, your are you slouching or are you standing straight and so on? And structure is the way you structure your talk to make, to make it last into your audience mind, you know? Again, back to the retailability. So how do you structure your talk um, in order to have it uh, memorized by everybody? Mm -hmm. And that's how we do things. So yeah. Uh, whether you are um, a teacher, a doctor, a professional speaker, or a startup, you can use pitch cards because it uh, it has been tried on all these people and many more, and it has always worked. Okay, always. excellent. So, so pitch card is for everybody. So, William, now could you? Share with us what is your favorite quotation. Uh, yeah. Lately, uh, I've been pitching uh, for the. I've been pitching pitch cards, which yeah. was quite fun because pitching about a, a game about pitching is quite a. Uh, it, it's quite complicated sometimes, and while I was preparing that, I I, I saw a quote a quote of uh, Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. And it was saying there are always three speeches for everyone you actually gave. The one you practice, the one you gave, and the one you, you wish you gave. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are talking about public speaking, uh, the main goal is to end up with only one speech. The one you want to give, the one you give, and the, and the one you wish you gave has to be the same. And that's public, what public speaking is to me. It, it is uh, a way to present your ideas to the world, and you want them to be presented in the best light possible, to be presented the best way possible. And you have to work on your public speaking skills as much as you can, because otherwise you, you will always end up with three speeches mm. instead of one. Yeah. And that's the beauty of, of our work, is that we help people having only one speech, the one they like, they want to give, and they give. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I think it's, as I agree what you say with 
if you put the effort, these three species will be only one. Yeah. <laughs> and now could you recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? It's a book by uh, Nicholas Boothman. Uh, it's called uh, Convince Them in 90 Seconds or Less. Mm -hmm. It's not really public speaking related book, but in the same time, it's really useful because it's a book about how to network uh, effectively, how to sell uh, effectively or sell yourself or create a good interaction with people. And here's the fun part. It's that when you're, when you're speaking in public, you have to create a good mood, a good rapport between, mm. between you and the audience. And you have to uh, tune in with, with your empathic sense, you know. Mm -hmm. You have to, to develop your empathy. And the best way to do that is to, for me, was to read this book and start by working on my one-to-one -one empathy and one-to-a-few and one-to-many empathy. This way, uh, I've been able to feel the crowd, let's say, feel the audience and know when I had to uh, lighten up a bit or crack a joke or in the, on the opposite to be really serious and straight to the point mm -hmm. because I was starting to maybe uh, be a bit too tired to, to be as funny as, as I would like to and so on. So this book was the beginning for me of working on my empathy in a professional level, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's really nice. It's, It's an easy read. It's stuffed with NLP, uh, good practice for anyone that has to create a good network and, and a good rapport with people. And it's a really cool, it's a really cool, it's a really cool book. And it's, I think it, it's around six dollars on Amazon or something like that. So we can say it's an expensive book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a great value book, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds very interesting, eh? actually, talking about the empathy and this communicating in getting reporting 90 seconds. And now, William, could you share with us, finally, uh, something practical that you recommend us to do it daily or weekly, a routine to shine? Hmm. Uh, I've got several things I do weekly to train my speaker mind, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is picking any event uh, I come across. That could be the Oscars, the Golden Globes, okay. or um, a specific uh, professional event uh, in my town or whatever. And I imagine mys myself having to speak to this crowd. Mm -hmm. to speak to this audience. So I'm receiving an Oscar. I, I don't think, think it will happen anytime soon. But <laughs> in the event I'm, I'm receiving an, an Oscar, what would I tell them? How would I tell them? I'm speaking to web developers about personal development. How should I approach this topic? How should I Uh, give how, how could I give them examples that will be meaningful to them 
And by doing that, by practicing, at, even if it's just on my mind or just with a piece of paper where I write uh, a structure or some key sentences and so on, I train my speaker mind uh, to be as flexible as possible, as able to reformulate as possible. And this way, uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I know that I can talk to web developers or to actors or to politicians or whomever I have in front of me because I've already trained for that. And I didn't wait to have the obligation to be mm. in front of politicians to know how to talk to them because I've already prepared myself. And if tomorrow I'm meeting the mayor of my town, mm -hmm. I will be able to speak to him in a, in a meaningful way for him because that's what public speaking is about. It's about sharing your ideas in a meaningful way for your audience. And so my tip is train yourself to face as many audiences mm -hmm. you can. And if you can't do it in the real life, mm -hmm. do it in your mind because it's, it's still something, you know, it's still a part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, it's a great exercise, yes, because we often give, we are prepared for a few, uh, a few types of audiences, and for others, we are uh, not, not really prepared. And so it's a great exercise. Thank you very much. It was great okay. talking with you, William. Um, interesting about everything about pitching and your, and your project pitch cards that is coming very soon and so finally please tell us how we can follow you learn about you and especially your cards um so you can reach me through twitter actually it's the easiest way you just have to search will w-i-l underscore roy r-o-y you just you type that and you will find me And if you want to know more about pitch cards, uh, it's right now on Kickstarter. So you just go to Kickstarter and you tap, you, you type pitch, P, P I T C H cards, or you just type pitch dot cards on your browser and it will lead you right, uh, straight to our website. Mm -hmm. That's it. You, you just have to. Either way, you go to the Pitch Card website or to Kickstarter or you ping me on, tw on Twitter, Will underscore Roy. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. the easiest way. So the website is pitch.cards. No, that's, that's, yeah. that's the simplified way of the website. Perfect. Uh, no, it's just that um, now, you know, you don't have to have a .com or, the, mm -hmm. or, dot, or dot .net. You can have a .cards. Exactly. And that was perfect for the project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, I used that. So it's pitch.cards. That's and it. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. And the campaign is until, what's the last day? Uh, 18th of March. Okay. Perfect. So, well, yeah. So 17th of March, actually. <laughs> okay. 17th of March. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm sure everybody will go there to see your uh, the website of Pitch Card and hopefully help to spread the war and contribute for this amazing uh, card game that you are doing. So I really wish you all the best in this campaign and in the future for, for your game. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Oscar, for having me. And long live time to shine. <laughs> Thank you. All the best. All the best. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time...